Hello, Money Multipliers. Welcome back to another episode of the Money Multiplier Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Kessler, and we ask ourselves, do our dollars make sense? So I had the pleasure of interviewing Mr. John Lewis. He's a fellow Floridian, not by nature is nature the right word <laughs> but where his roots are from is new orleans and uh myself as well you know i'm a, a transplant floridian and uh it was really cool to connect on him get to explore his mind just a little bit and he is a bright sharp gentleman so he's the owner of the company legacy builders and that's what i really love about it i just loved that name and that's what really drew me to him is because when we're talking about the infinite banking concept it's not just us yeah we're gonna use this system during our lifetime to help us reach those financial goals of where we're trying to go to but y'all it's not just about us it's about that legacy and that generational wealth that we are building for ourselves and our families and future generations to come so I hope you enjoy the interview let's get into it all right mr. John Lewis what's going on sir What's going on? Thanks for having me today. Oh, absolutely. No, and thanks for being here. You're a fellow Floridian like myself. I am. I love the Sunshine State. Can't get away from it. <laughs> Are you born and raised in Florida? I'm not originally. I'm actually from New Orleans originally, which is I always joke. That's where the crazy people are from. If you haven't been all the crazy Cajuns, that's where yeah. they're at. So that's yeah. where I'm born and raised. <laughs> Got you. I know because I'm a Midwest girl. Grew up in Kansas City. So I know. Okay. <laughs> okay, nice. Yeah, my wife grew up in Kansas as well. So you're in Missouri, though, right? Kansas City is Missouri. Kansas City, Kansas. Okay, Kansas. Okay, thanks for specifying because I've gotten in trouble before. I'm like, oh, you're from Kansas. They're like, no, Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Well, and it's kind of like the uh, Dallas Fort Worth area. No, yeah. Dallas and Fort Worth are two different places. Yep. Don't find them. <laughs> Absolutely. You'll offend people. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Well, cool. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you're on here. So, so the community knows that you have your business coaching that you do for other entrepreneurs. And I don't know, before we get into it, can you share with us a little bit about your background and kind of what led you to become a business coach and establish legacy builders? 100%. That's a great question. So like I said, I grew up in New Orleans. The cool thing about that area is usually when you quote unquote make it out, it's with sports or entertainment. So like Beyonce is from New Orleans, Lil Wayne's from New Orleans, athletes. So when you think of making it out, that's the route you usually take. So for me, it was basketball. I played basketball through college. My dream was to go pro. You couldn't tell me otherwise. Um, and then my dream fell short in college. I didn't end up making it pro. And that's when I found myself debating my options. Like, all right, what do I do next? And being from there and having being singularly focused on sports, I didn't even understand the concept of business, like to the point where I would go in McDonald's and it was just the burger place. I didn't understand the business side of it. And that's when, as fate would have it, I met my mentor around the time my basketball dream came to an end. And this guy was making like six figures per week in the world of business, which was crazy, like blew my little Southern mind that you could make six figures per week doing something other than catching footballs on Sundays. So I asked him what he did. He said he would mentor me. Um, but it's going to cost me. His big thing that he told me was people that pay, pay attention. So he's like, even though you're a college kid, even though you're struggling, I'm not going to let you in for free. It's going to cost something. So I'm like, all right, what's it going to cost for you to help me become an entrepreneur? And he says it's going to be $5,000. 
And for me at the time, I was a dead broke college kid, ramen noodles, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, add a little chicken, I'm eating good. So I didn't really have the money, but what I did have was the knowledge that I didn't want to be where all my friends were going. I wanted to be something more. And so I sold my shoes, my PlayStation, clothes, all the things I needed to, to raise the money and buy that mentorship program. And 10 years later, now at 30, I'll be 30 in three days, I've been able to build two seven-figure companies because of it. But it all started there and taking a risk, betting on myself and going all in. Oh, that's good. No, that's awesome. And and so you did you did say that mentors are a very big pivotal moment for you, which I 100% agree. I mean, I, I have a lot of mentors and business coaches in my life. And it is it's an investment in yourself. And a lot of people, if they don't understand that, hey, this is an investment in me and my future. I mean, that mentor can't lead them down any path that will benefit them. So I agree. 100%. 100%. Now, now, what are some of the pivotal experiences that have influenced you to make that decision to start that coach, coaching entrepreneur? Um, you know, I, I understand that, hey, I didn't want to go down that path because I'm in the same boat, right? I mean, us too. I'm a part of the Gen Z generation. I would assume millennial, right, is your generation? Yeah. Barely. I'm on the line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I mean, I see my folks where even in Kansas City, where I grew up at, a lot of even like the families there, you know, I'll have friends where their parents went to the same high school that they are now going to and their grandparents went to that same high school and they just stayed right there where they're comfortable at. So, yeah. I mean, from there, has there been any like experiences to lead you down that path that, hey, I want to do more or better for myself? hundred percent. Well, exactly what you explained is very similar where I'm from. It's like all of my grandmothers, brothers and sisters live five minutes away. Everybody stays in this little bubble of safety. Um, and I've gotten to the point in life where if that's what you want and that's your true desires, then I'm happy for you because everybody's desires are different, right? But if you desire more with your life, you are not going to get it within your comfort zone. And so for me, that's the conclusion I came to. I was like, if I want to do something different, I can't be around people who think the same or doing all the same things. I have to get out of that bubble. And so for me, that was the big jump that I knew I needed to make. But past there, it was the ability to be coachable. Because I think a lot of people want to be successful, but very few people want to be told what to do. So you can't know it all and grow. Those two things can't exist in the same environment. And so I would say, number one, get out of your comfort zone. Number two, be hungry to grow. Not hungry to know it all. Not hungry to be the smartest person in the room. Get around people that make you feel dumb and then just soak it all up. Learn a ton. Yeah. Hey, and I like that you kind of touched on that. It, it is. We we all have the freedom to live the life that we want. Like like an example, my my dad, you know, he's in he he's in that world where hey, I don't want to do this my entire life. I want to have that freedom to really build my empire and what I'm looking to do. Flying the airplanes, owning the airplanes, properties. We're like my uncle Tug, he is totally fine living on his sailboat, being yeah. the botanist that he is and just live in that day-to-day -day comfort lifestyle. Yeah. So I agree. It's, it's just, we have the freedom. And I think that's the beautiful thing about living here in America is, is that you have the freedom to do whatever you want here. Absolutely. My key rule is the only thing that I always say is don't complain wanting more and not strive for more. 
those two things can exist. So like your uncle, as an example, if he's on that boat, if he's happy with life, if he's loving life, he has no complaints. I'm so happy for him. Very few people achieve that. But if someone else is out there complaining every day, wanting to do more, wanting to have more, mad they can't go out and have a drink with their friends, mad they can't go on a vacation, then that's where you have to seek something else in life. You have to be real with yourself and say, what I'm doing right now is not serving me. I have to do something else. So those two things can't coexist. You can't complain and also not strive for more. No, I agree. I agree. Now, how do you know? All right, because I've been, okay, let me tell y'all and the listeners listening, there's this book out there, Who Not How by Dan Sullivan, completely changed my whole entire perspective on business. And so one of the biggest things that I've learned just here recently is when finding a client that is good for you, they're a good fit for you. So, so I guess my question is, is that how do you know if a student or client is a good fit for you? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. Number one, if their values align, that's super important. If they care about the same things that I care about. So for me, in my business, I'm helping people to become mentors. That's a very big responsibility. And so one of my red flags is if I feel those people don't care about helping others, if it's just about the money and they don't care how they fulfill, for me, that's a red flag. So that's an example of someone I would not take on as a client. The second thing I look for is can I actually get them to the result? As someone comes to me and they're like, I wanna be rich online, but I don't wanna record any videos. Well, it's going to be very hard to help you make money online if you don't want to record videos, right? So they have to be willing to sign up for the actions it takes to be successful. And they have to be somewhat talented enough to actually show up on camera and do the things necessary to be successful. So those are the two main things. Are our values aligned? And are you willing to actually willing and capable to actually do the things necessary to be successful? If those two things check off, then it's probably a good client. Good fit. Yeah. Because you have the freedom. I mean, you have the freedom to, I call it firing your clients sometimes. Sometimes you just got to fire them because, hey, this is just not a good fit. You got like to sometimes. Dad, in the chiropractic world, you know, dad would say, hey, Mary Smith, you know what? I, I think there's a really great chiropractor down the street. Let me go and turn you <laughs> on that chiropractor. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, sometimes a lot of it is knowing who your client is. The cool thing is the more you do it, you end up having to go from firing people to not even letting them in the door to begin with. And one or two will always still find a way to sneak through. You'll never be perfect. But the more you see what you're looking for, the more you'll be able to not let certain people get through the door. Yeah. Well, very awesome. Now, are there like are, are there like any specific tools or maybe like even like mindset shifts that you encourage your students to adopt through your coaching? 100%. I think mindset's well over half the battle. The war happens in between your two ears, right? It's not a lot of times the external things, it's the internal things that keep us from being successful. So there's a lot of different mindset things, but um, I think the biggest three things that I always give people, I think these are the three things that will determine success or failure in your life. And it ties into mindset in a way. But number one is your environment. 
if the people that you surround yourself with, I know we've all probably heard the phrase of you are the five people you surround yourself with, right? They'll either pull you up to where they are or pull you down to where they are, but you will never stay exactly where you are. So that's number one is the people that you surround yourself with will determine success or failure. The second thing that determines success or failure is the philosophies you have about life. And this is where that mindset thing that you just talked about comes into play. And so for people that were raised believing money is the root of all evil, rich people are bad, you name it. A job is the key to financial success. If you hold on to old philosophies that are no longer serving you, it's impossible to be successful. So the second thing you need to do is update your philosophies. Money is not the root of all evil. I can be rich and still be a good person. You have to start accepting some of those philosophies to become successful. And then the third thing is your inputs. We have a saying that says inputs create outputs. A lot of this, for a lot of us, it's very easy to see this when it comes to relationships and health. I wouldn't eat Cheetos for a year, sit on the couch, and then be like, where the heck are my abs? I'm so pissed off. I ate Cheetos all year and I don't have abs. Would never come out of my mouth, right? But when it comes to business and money and success, we do the equivalent of that. We sit on the couch for a year, eat Cheetos, and then we're like, oh, I didn't make any money. This business thing is impossible. How the heck can I be successful? Life is super simple. Inputs create outputs. So figure out what inputs you need to get the output that you desire. So those would be the three things that I would focus on. Oh, and I love it. I love that you said it's just so simple because I totally agree with you. I think by human nature, we love to overcomplicate stuff and it's not. Mm -hmm. I call it the KISS principle. Keep it stupid simple. And it yep. truly is. 100%. My mentor had a saying that was boring but rich was his big saying. The guy that was making 100000 a week, he would always say boring but rich. Do the things that are boring. They're mundane. Nobody wants to keep showing up and doing them. But if you do them long enough, you'll be rich. Yes, now, I, and I know that you have your company, Legacy Builders, and um, reflecting on your journey of Legacy Builders, I mean, what, what were some of the biggest challenges you faced when establishing and running your coaching business? 100%. I think for me, a big thing was really getting good before I became a coach even. So actually, before it was a coaching business, it was more of an agency style where I helped people to market, help people to sell. The problem for me at the beginning was that I sucked at marketing and sales. I didn't think this at the time, but that was true. Like I was just getting started on my journey. Nobody would buy. And it wasn't because business didn't work. It was because I didn't know how to work the business yet. So I would be here in St. Petersburg, Florida. I literally would knock on doors of restaurants. I was knocking on doors of like estheticians. Hey, let me market for you. And they would tell me, no, you know why? Because I sucked at sales. And so for the first two years, it was getting better at sales and marketing. Then once I started figuring it out, it was, okay, now let me sell and market for other people. Then I mastered that, got my company to seven figures, helped a few people to make multiple six and even seven figures. Then I was like, okay, now I'm qualified to teach this to other people. And that's where the coaching part of it came in of legacy builders, which is helping real estate investors to take their knowledge and turn it into a time leveraged online business. And so the business continued to evolve like that. As I learned and as I grew, I was able to give more to my clients and the business evolved because of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even like with my industry, because um, what I do is I teach the infinite banking concept. And mm -hmm. I mean, so many people, it's like when I go out and I speak live on stage or I do my podcast and they say, oh, my gosh, that stuff is really, really cool. Well, I have my life insurance license. Can I do this with you? And it's mm -hmm. like, wait, hold up, y'all. You, you know, just like kind of on your last comments that you're making there, too, is, is that, you know, you got to find your passion and you got to be practicing what you're preaching 
attention. I mean, I am not the type of person that will bring somebody on just because you see big dollar signs and you want to have those checks coming into you. No, yeah. the money's going to flow to where it's respected at. And when you understand that, hey, I respect this and I'm helping other people get what they want, I'm in return going to get what I want. That's Ziegler quote. <laughs> 100%. I say that you have to, there's the progression is be, do, have. You may have heard that before. First, you have to become the person capable. Then you have to do the actions. Then you get to have. And I think in this day and age, a lot of people like to skip the be part. They're like, forget all that work. Forget the personal development. Forget the growth. I just want to go straight to having. And that's yeah. why it doesn't work. Well, especially social media in today's day and age, you know, it's mm -hmm. a big movement of why that's happening. I, I call it the entitled mentality sometimes. 100% instant grat gratification. Darren Hardy, I don't know if you know about him, but if not, you should look into him. He's the author of Success Magazine. And I just had my team read his book called The Pound Pound Effect, but he calls it the microwave mentality. Uh, yes. So he even goes back before social media. The moment you could pop something in the microwave for 30 seconds and it'd be done, everybody got that microwave mentality. I want it now and I want it instantly. So if you can take the time to cook a good home cooked meal, actually prepare it on the stove, hypothetically speaking, when it comes to business, when it comes to anything you want in life, then you'll be successful. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you are married. Do you have any kiddos? I do. My kid turns one in a month. So oh, wow. crazy, super exciting to see her grow so fast. But yes, I do have a kid. <laughs> and it's your daughter. It's a girl. I love it. <laughs> and she's going to be a little boss. She sits on some of these meetings with me, soaks it all in. So I'm excited to watch her grow. Yes. <laughs> now, now, okay. So like what advice can you give the listeners, you know, who are, I guess, what advice would you offer to aspiring entrepreneurs or individual individuals seeking coaching to enhance their business? Yeah, I would say start off by getting really, really clear on what you want. And then sign up for what it takes to get there. And what I mean by that, I gave this analogy to my team because they were going through a few struggles. And I was like, what do you guys want? And they told me their goals. Their goals were really big, right? And so I compared it to being in a championship fight. If I was a fighter and I want to win the championship, imagine how crazy it would sound for me to say, I want to become the best fighter in the world, but I never want to get hit. Right. That sounds really crazy. Right. I want to become the best fighter in the world, but I never want to get hit. Probably not going to happen. Right. And so when you're setting your goals, don't just say what you want. I want to be the best. I want to be a millionaire. I want to make all this money, but also come to the reality that you're going to have to get hit a few times in order to get there. It's not just going to be sunshine and rainbows. If it was, nobody would do it. And so determine what you want be willing to sacrifice. When you make your list of what you want, make your list of what you're willing to sacrifice, who you're willing to become, and then start on the journey. And then from there, it would be about finding a mentor, somebody who's been where you want to be to help you. If you also, using that fighting analogy again, if you look at some of the best fighters or athletes or anything, a lot of them found someone who had been there, done it successfully to guide them on their path, because that's what allows you to get there faster, easier, without had the headaches that they had to go through. So that would be the progression I go through. Determine what you want, determine what you're willing to give up, and then find somebody that's been there before to get you there faster. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then, and because right now, I know we're at the start of 2024, you know, from your perspective, 
Are there some notable industry trends or future projections that entrepreneurs should keep an eye on in, in all aspects of business, whether it's real estate, you're a um, nail technician, any line of business? Are there kind of some trends that you see happening for 2024? hundred percent. Um, the biggest thing is that if you don't build a brand in about a decade, I don't think that you'll be relevant. It, just like corporations in the past, it was like either you built a corporation or you worked for a corporation, right? 10 years, 20 years from now, it will be either you have a brand or you work for a brand. So you need to determine whether you want to be the person that controls your destiny by owning the brand, or if you're willing to come under someone and help them to build their brand, but that's going to be the big shift. And more specifically, we're shifting into the information age, which our parents grew up in the industrial age. Machines ruled, corporations ruled once again. Before that was the agricultural age. There were farmers, there were blacksmiths. As soon as machines came out, their lives became, not their lives, but what they did became a lot less relevant, right? They had to adjust, they had to shift. Same thing is happening now. And it's why so many people are struggling to make money. It's because they're playing by an old set of rules. And so the big shift that's happening right now, specifically when it comes to what we do, is people are just like me and you. They're putting their information out there. And instead of people going to institutions and schools to learn how to work in a corporation, they're coming to individuals like myself and yourself and saying, how do I make money? And so that's predicted to be the biggest shift over the next five years is the shift to the e-learning space. And people are a lot of people are confused about where those dollars are coming from, but they're coming from the trillions of dollars that were put into traditional colleges, institutions, and they're now shifting into individuals like myself, yourself, other people that teach people how to make money in the information age. And so that's the singular biggest shift, in my opinion, that's happening right now. No, that was good. Yeah. Because the cheese has been moved, is what I say. Right. It's being moved. And sooner or later, you, if you don't get on board, you're not going to have any cheese. So, <laughs> yes. No, so, so, anyways, you know, based on this conversation today, are there like takeaways or like pieces of advice that you'd like to leave with the listeners? Yeah, I think just number one, be aware of the shift that's happening. That's my big warning to everybody so that you don't get left behind, so that you don't feel lost. I think a lot of people in my age group felt it very hard because we were right in the middle of the ship. I had a lot of people I went to uh, went to school with, they graduated college, thought they would be set for life, and now they're working two jobs, or now they're still having to stay with mom and dad, which it's not their fault. It's not because they weren't smart. They did what society told them to do, and it didn't yield the result that society promised. And so my big warning is, number one, realize there's a shift. Realize that you have to figure out the new way of making money and then find a mentor, find someone who's successfully doing that right now and partner with them. Because just like you had to pay for college and you thought that was going to be the golden ticket to make money, it's not. Find a mentor, find out what the real golden ticket is to making money in this day and age and follow their advice. So that would be my big piece of advice to people. Yeah. Yeah. And coming from a person myself, I actually dropped out of college. I didn't need it. I I, I just didn't see the benefits of it. I mean, I was a great student, but I, I just felt like I was learning more with the hands-on mentorship that I was getting out there in the real world and doing it. 100%. I agree. I agree. People are hopping on that. So now, how can the listeners connect with you um, if they want to be a student or do you have ongoing trainings and mentorships that you do? 
100%. Yeah, we just launched for the first time ever the Legacy Builders Academy. So for five years, I've just been working with high level experts, six, seven, eight, even up to 10 figure earners and helping them to package their knowledge. But for the first time, I'm making over 250 plus worth of investors information available to the public via our Legacy Builders Academy. So everyday people, normal people that want to learn how to build wealth, that academy will be open to them. And it's kind of a piggyback off of what you said, where it's like school wasn't serving me. How do I learn how to make money? Well, this academy is to teach people how to make money in this new age. So um, that's what we're launching. You can find me at The Athletic CEO on Instagram, The Athletic CEO, and just DM me the word legacy and we'll help you from there. Good. Okay. And hopefully in those school teachings, we're teaching about uh, Austrian economics and the infinite banking concept. So if you want an expert on, I'm here for you to help and serve you and your community. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to bring you on as the expert in that to teach, help out, help some of our students out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I appreciate you. I, I appreciate you for hopping on and uh, go, go give him a follow y'all. So uh, the Athletic CEO, I think I got that right, The the Athletic CEO on Instagram, and uh, I'm following you. I really like your reels and your content out there, so I think a lot of people will be hopping on that too. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely. Isn't he freaking cool, y'all? I had such a good time talking with him. And he's just right across I-4 from me. So I think I'm going to be going out there soon. Or if John finds himself over here in the, Dato the Daytona Beach area, um, I would love to take him out to a dinner, coffee, him, his wife, and his daughter. So I had a great time. I hope you got a lot of benefit and value out of this interview. And if there are folks that you want me to interview or just bring on the podcast, have them share their knowledge, their expertise, leave a comment down below. I'm always open to it. I'm never hitting that arrival syndrome. I am not the smartest person out there, not the brightest candle on the cake, the sharpest tool in the shed. And I'm always learning as I progress through this journey of life. So thanks to you for tuning in. I am always here every single week, every Tuesday. And uh, you can find more about me on themoneymultiplier.com or even follow my vlog channel on YouTube. Uh, you can look up my name, Hannah Kessler. Hannah spelled the same ways forwards and backwards, Kessler with one S. I have a lot of cool vlogs that are gonna be posting up over there. And here shortly, you'll be seeing me in my new podcast studio. So I'm moving over to the new condo. I'll be setting up my studio over there and I'm so excited. All right, until next week, I'll see y'all then. Bye y'all.